Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, I'm Nora Jones, and today I'm playing along with Mickey Raphael. I'm just playing along with you. Hi there! I'm Nora, and with me as always, Sarah Oda. Here I am. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Welcome. Our guest today is the legendary harmonica player, Mickey Raphael. Oh, it's family times this episode. If you don't know his name, you probably could recognize his signature harmonica sound as he's contributed to performances and recordings of so many artists, such as Chris Christopherson, Emmylou Harris, Neil Young, Elton John, Ray Charles, Bob Dylan, John Prine, Solomon Burke, Alison Krauss, and many, many more. And this year, he's celebrating 50 years of playing and touring with one of our absolute favorites, Willie, Willie Nelson. Nelson. 50 years. He's played with Willie Nelson for 50 years. It's crazy. And... um. I met Mickey in somewhere in 2002, the first time I opened for Willie. And he's been a a good friend for, God, over 20 years now, which is crazy. Time is a funny thing. (laughs) We happened to be in LA in April for Willie Nelson's 90th birthday party, which was a crazy two-day show at the Hollywood Bowl. And I get to spend all week hanging out with Mickey and eating breakfast with him and and um, he agreed to do this show with me. So we had so much fun yeah. just talking and playing songs. And I learned a lot about him that I didn't know. And yeah, this, um, this episode really runs the gamut. I mean, you're going to hear songs that are familiar. You're going to learn about his instrument, the harmonica, and hear some great stories from the road. Oh, yeah, the road. He knows the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we happened to record this episode at 9 in the morning because... <laughs> Because he had rehearsals all day for Willie's um, birthday shows. And it was kind of tricky fitting this in, actually. <laughs> but we started this session at nine in the morning, which is not normal for musicians. <laughs> With an appropriate song as well. Yeah. So please enjoy um, this episode with Mickey Raphael. I'm just playing along with you. Have you ever done nightlife at 930 in the morning? Well, it, it, it's it, that's the perfect time because you just kind of on my way home, yeah, you know. You, yeah. So we'll pretend we've been out up all night. All night. That's right. <laughs> yeah. B- binge watching uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to what the blues are saying. 
is just another scene From the world of broken dreams Nightlife ain't no good life Oh, what is my life? times do you think you've played that song over the years? God. 50 years. 50 years. I mean, for, yeah, it'll be, next week it'll be 50 years with Willie. So this is a whole other anniversary week, too. Yeah. So it's his 90th birthday tomorrow. Yeah, my have, my have 50 years for me. And you're The 50, first 50 years. The first 50 years. Yeah. The 50 years with Willie, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. How did you guys hook up? I don't know the story, actually. Oh, really? Oh. I, I don't really know it. Well, I was playing, I was in Dallas playing with B.W. Stevenson, who was kind of a folky, uh, you know, folk singer at the time. Um, and how's the story go? Um, <laughs> so I get a call from Daryl Royal, who's the coach of the University of Texas football team. And I wasn't a big, you know, sports fan, but I knew who the coach was. I mean, the stadium in Austin's mm -hmm. named after him. And he was a close friend of Willie's and a patron of the arts and loved music. And so he called and said, uh, after the ball game, you know, I think they were playing Arkansas in Dallas. And he said, we're gonna have a little picking party in my hotel room. Why don't you get your harmonicas and come over and meet some of my friends. Oh, and man. you know, I wanna meet you. So I went and Willie was there and Charlie Pride was there and you know, about 30 people in the room. And wow. they just sat and passed the guitar back and forth to each other. And I had my harmonicas and I really didn't know anything about Willie. I had one Willie record because we were on RCA and I was able to go into the vault and grab any Guess Who album I wanted, mm -hmm. you know. So I, there was this album called Willie and Family and it had everybody, you know, Willie and all the band and their families um, around a, a bonfire at his, his farm in uh, Ridgetop. And, and I thought that's such an interesting album, you know, so I got it yeah. and I knew the songs. I mean, I recognized you know, some of the songs. Uh, and they were all his songs? Or was it a mix? Of, well, there were some covers on, the, yeah. on that album, but that, that's my first, uh, you know, uh, intro into Willie. And then when he was sitting on the floor of this hotel room playing Nightlife and Funny How Time Sips Away So he played that crazy. the, the yeah. first night you met him. Yeah, was, yeah. Playing just sitting songs. on the floor with his guitar. Oh, my And I God. thought, oh, so that's who this guy is, you know. <laughs> And funny story about that album cover because it was just, you know, it's just like 20 people around the campfire in the woods. And I was asking Paul, you know, Willie's drummer of many years. I said, so Paul, I can recognize Paul, Paul English. Yeah. yeah. I said, I know here's B, the bass player, and there's Willie, and there's Willie's wife and kids and his daughter. And I said, uh, I named everybody but one guy. I said, who is this one guy I don't recognize? And Paul looked at him and goes, we don't know either. He just walked in from out of the woods. <laughs> from the, for the album <laughs> Yeah, which is a typical Willie. That's you know. very funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So when he was playing, like, crazy and nightlife and that night on the hotel room floor, 
Was that before those songs were recorded? No, they were recorded. So this you, was you had already known this. Yeah, so yeah, I'd heard exactly. Them, but I'd heard B.B. King's version or yeah. Aretha Franklin's version. So, and then, you know, wow. I just sat in with, I mean, I was playing, my, you know, doodling around on the harmonica trying to keep up with him. And um, and then I think he played Mountain Dew. That was another song he played. And he's, Willie said, well, hey, you know, if you ever hear we're playing anywhere, come see, you know, come sit in. And um, there were, I saw a couple of weeks later, they were doing a benefit in Lancaster, you know, which is right south of Dallas. And it was for a volunteer fire department at the junior high. Mm-hmm. So I went to drove down there and they're set up on the basketball court, you know, the drums. I don't th- I think, I think Bobby was there. There might've been a piano because later on, sometimes we get to a gig and there's no piano. Oh yeah. So what did she do? She just wouldn't play. Yeah. Yeah. There was no calling in a keyboard then. (laughs) To find a piano. Somebody (laughs) to bring a piano over to the the gym. Oh, my gosh. So I was just, you know, sat in with them. And I think we played that song Fraulein about four times because people wanted to dance. I mean, Uh we were playing a a dance, really. Yeah. And then afterwards, we went to a truck stop, which is what you do at 2 a.m., you know, for breakfast. And uh, had breakfast and talked. And I was getting ready to leave and drive back to Dallas. And I thought, I'll have one more cup of coffee. And in that last cup, Willie goes, well... We're going to play in New York in a couple of months. Why don't you go with us? And they were playing Max's Kansas City, which was that you know the the punk club in uh, in New York. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, so I said, sure, I'll go. And that was it. That was it. Yeah. Well, I was starting. There's still a few weeks before that show happened, so I would find out where they were playing and drive down to the gig and just sit in with them. They didn't have a bus. Everybody was like taking their own cars to the these gigs yeah and uh after a couple of weeks willie asked paul he said what are we paying mickey and paul says we're not paying him anything he's just sitting in and willie goes well double the salary <laughs> so you were just waiting <laughs> you're just hoping i don't know you get paid for this you know you you're know, just having yeah. fun well i was just having fun and yeah. I, I thought it might be because i was this little hippie kid from dallas you know with big you, hair you the big hair long hair yeah and yeah. i thought it'd be fun to uh play in a country western band you know we played these gigs these clubs that I couldn't go in by myself. I mean, I'd have to wait. We'd park in the parking lot, B2, because he had long hair, and we'd wait for Paul to get there, who was heavily armed. And wow. he would, we'd all walk in together. Wow. That's insane. Yeah, it was crazy. This is, yeah, 1973. Okay. You know, so for all the hippies, and the, that's one thing that Willie really did, or that the music was so uh, famous for, is getting the, the, you know, the rednecks and the hippies. Together. Together, yeah. Because yeah. Music was a common bond, you know. That's great. I, that's always been his magic power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but some of these joints, man, there was Big G's was one of them, and that was the one in Round Rock, Texas, North Austin. Okay. I know Round Rock. Yeah. Well, it's really beautiful now. It's really yeah. developed. This was, you know, just like a tin building. Totally. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You grew up in Dallas. I grew up in Dallas, yeah. What part? Well, it, it was North Dallas when I was there. Right now, it's almost the center of the city, you know. Yeah. But near Preston. Uh, Preston Royal? Preston Royal, between Preston Royal and Preston Center. And there was this little bar, this little Italian restaurant that my mom used to go to all the time called Popolo's. <laughs> and I heard a vicious rumor that you were the piano player. I was. But she doesn't remember me. She didn't. She didn't remember. No, but seeing I have me. cousins that went there and, and do remember you later. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they do. Rem- yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That was like in 1998. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Because you were still in North Texas, and yeah. your record hadn't come out yet. It I hadn't think. come out. Yeah. I. I mean, I. Yeah, I didn't even know what I was doing yet. I was just playing this weekend gig mm-hmm. at Popolo's. But that place had been there a long time then. Kind of. I don't. Yeah. I mean, because I was in and out of town. I mean, yeah. I left in '70. Well, 73 when I went to work yeah. with Willie. But I come back and see my folks, yeah. you know, and they were there Man. To, you know, for forever. That's crazy. So when did you, um, <coughs> did you record with Willie? What was the, fr- was he just always recording and writing? No, and- well, he left Nashville because he was, you know, just got tired of the Nashville scene. Mm-hmm. 
And um, so he, he had done, when I went to work with him, he had just finished um, Phases and Stages, which was a that great one. record that yeah. Jerry Wexler produced. And then he, uh, a year or so after that, he came up and said, I've got an idea for an album I want to do. And he had all the lyrics on napkins, you know, and I think he had driven <laughs> back from, uh, from Colorado and wrote this this uh, concept, it's, it's a concept album. You know, okay. it's, a, it's a whole kind of a, a, you know, stream of consciousness idea I have. And I had been doing jingles and commercials and stuff in Dallas, so he asked me to find a studio. And we went to this studio in uh, Garland, Texas, which is, I think, north or northeast of Dallas. And uh, went in for a couple of days and cut Red Headed Stranger. So that was the first record that, was the that first. I played on. Uh, That's what I thought. Willie. And we just sat in a circle in a small little studio, and Willie would play the songs, and that record's so sparse. Yeah. One, because that's his style, but two, we're hearing him, the songs for the first time. It was, it's, I mean, it's one of my favorites forever. Yeah, my And too. it was just you and Willie and Bobby. Bobby and Jody and B. Jody Payne, B. Spears, Bobby Nelson. Bobby Nelson. And then uh, a friend of uh, Willie's, uh, Bucky Meadows, played guitar on a couple of things. He okay. was this jazz guitar player from Houston. That's amazing. So I mean, that's like the sound of my childhood. Really? Yeah. It is. And and to me, you know, Willie is so Willie, but he is also the sound of Willie, t- you know, from, from, he's done so much, but the sound of you and Bobby and B Spears and and Paul's not on that record. Yeah, no, Paul's on there too. He is. Very there's, sparse, there's yeah. some there's some drums on it, but it's just like super light. Mm-hmm. He had a whole kit, but I think he just played. I, again, we're just hearing this for the first time, and the songs were so just kind of spare. And that was Willie's yeah. thing, you know. Less is more. They so. didn't need a whole kit. No, not but at all. but then Paul English would do that on stage with you guys. He were he would just do. He just Such played a, a min- snare after a while. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, well, we <laughs> had a whole kit needed. for several for twenty years or so, and then towards the end, or the last ten or fifteen years, he you know went down to a snare. But it had such a vibe, and yeah, and he could pull it off too. He so, could, yeah. and there, I don't know. It's just the sound of of Bobby on the piano is has been such a big influence to me. Mm-hmm. Truly, um, and I didn't even know when it was influencing me when I was younger that it was her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was yeah. before I really looked at the album credits or thought about that stuff. I just knew Willie. And as I got to know you guys over the years, I couldn't believe, like, it was like meeting family. The first show I did with you guys was... Uh, the Fillmore, right? At the Fillmore in yeah. San Francisco. And I think it didn't hit me until that moment... Well, I had seen you guys play when I was in high school, actually. Oh, really? It pro- I probably realized it then. Yeah, I, I went to Interlochen Arts Camp. Oh, we played there, too. Yeah, I know. I saw you oh, there. Oh, did you see it? Oh, <laughs> when I was like 15. You were like, yeah, 15. Yeah, yeah, I was like 15, and I saw you, and I was like, holy crap, this is Redheaded Stranger Band, and I didn't realize it. And um, so when I got to open for you guys, it was like meeting family, it, it, meeting you and hearing you play. And hearing Bobby play, it was just so crazy. It's so funny because, you know, everybody's like, oh, that that cute little Nora, she's so good. Does she have a record deal? And I think you had the biggest record on the planet at the time. <laughs> no, I and, didn't yet. Oh, the record wasn't out? No, I think when I opened for you guys at the Fillmore, it was for four nights. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have drums. I was just do- doing like a trio with guitar and bass and a whirly because I didn't use Bobby's piano or anything. And I think I, I, my record was about to come out. It yeah. was like a month but away. But we were all there watching, and that's something that nobody ever really leaves the bus. So everybody, Yeah, well, that's amazing. You know, there... And I remember um, it was maybe you said, do you want to come sing with Willie? I'm not sure who it was. Um, and I said, yeah, but I haven't met him yet. This is the fourth night. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't met him, night one, night two, night three. This is my memory of it anyway. And then night four, you want to come sing with Willie? I was like, well, yeah, but I haven't met him yet. It was like this huge, like weird. I was like, how am I going to sing with him if I haven't met him? When am I going to meet him? It doesn't matter. I was told just, <laughs> yeah. it's no big deal. Just come up on stage. He'll, he'll announce you. I was like, but is the security guard going to like tackle me? I was so confused. Yeah. And um, you guys all welcomed me and told me it was fine. And, and he announced me. I came on stage, and that's the first time I met him. And we sang "Help Me Make It Through the Night." Oh, I didn't realize that's what it was. So it wasn't even the gospel stuff. That's no, great. I, I don't know. Somebody just said maybe that song and suggested it, and that's what we did. 
And he just looked at me when it was time for me to sing and nodded, and I sang, and then he sang, and then he'd look at me and nod, and I'd sing, and then he'd sing harmonies, and then we both go for the same harmony, and then we both switch to the, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> like, the way he works. I yeah. mean, because if you would have rehearsed the song that afternoon, it would have been nothing like the rehearsal totally. that night. So you just kind of kind of have to watch him. And, yeah. uh, you know, he's been a band leader for so long. Yeah, he, he watches that. every, I mean, he, he will lead it mm -hmm. perfectly. And it was, I mean, I was on cloud nine and you're playing the harmonica. And I was like, this is the sound of my favorite album of all time right here. Yeah, what a great writer Chris is too. I mean, for Willie yes, to do another writer's song. Well, and he did so many other mm -hmm. writer's songs and s s such great ones. That, yeah. that song is amazing. I think Willie's just a fan of great writing, too. Of course. Know, being a great writer himself, yeah. you know. Yeah, so I'm going to do Help Me Make It Through the Night at the, tomorrow night at the um, the 90th. Great. So I'm excited about that because it's the first song I sang with you all. You want to try it for fun? <laughs> sure. I mean, I haven't played it with you, so I, I don't think I've even played it. Should we try it, though? I, yeah. I mean, tape is cheap, you know. That's... Yeah, man. Let's do it. <laughs> what key? I do everything in B-flat, it seems That's great. Today. I like that key. Um, so Chris Christofferson, I I, um, I got to do one of those Johnny Cash tributes with him after mm -hmm. after Johnny Cash died. I did this other, um, I did a show with him for Elvis Costello, had this, like, songwriter pull show for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, we rehearsed the song. I wrote... Uh, a melody to these Hank Williams lyrics that Bob Dylan had. This is like maybe 15 years ago. He was trying to curate some music to these found Hank Williams lyrics that were never recorded. And so we were doing this tune, and it was a three-part harmony with me and Chris and Elvis Costello. The song's called um, How Many Times Have You Broken My Heart? And... Um, it was your song or well, the Bob's song? It, it was, it was a Hank Williams lyric. Oh. Hank Williams lyric. Mm -hmm that he that nobody ever heard the music found, to yeah. so they had me do the music to this one which was good i mean it was so fun and weird and beautiful the lyrics are so beautiful and um so it was a three-part harmony and we rehearsed it and rehearsed it because it was a little tr it's a little tricky the mm -hmm. harmony and elvis is a great singer and chris was really intent on like making it right and it was really great at soundcheck and then during the show i think elvis kind of like went to the wrong note a couple times and so after the show i was like chris that was so awesome thank you for singing with me you know he goes he stole my note oh. <laughs> <laughs> i love that that crap well man. if you make a mistake do it again do, right? it again do it twice and it's not a mistake no totally but three-part harmony is tricky <laughs> And I told him I before we went out too. I said, "Have a have a great have a great show." He goes, "Don't tell me what to do." <laughs> That's Chris is so sweet. Hey, no, he's yeah. so so sweet. He it was just his the lines I'll never forget, and they just make me laugh. But um, I'm so excited. Well, I'm glad we're re rehearsing this because I haven't done it with you, or pl even played it in a while. So we'll. You haven't? Okay. No, so.
First time. No. How did you start playing the harmonica? When did this happen? Growing up in Dallas. Yeah, well, a friend of my dad's gave me a harmonica. He played washtub bass. Okay. My dad's attorney. And uh, they would get together. My dad wasn't musical, but my mom played piano. We had a piano in the house, and I would come home from school in the afternoons, and she'd be playing Gershwin. She'd be playing Rhapsody oh. in Blue. Oh, wow. And I could just remember that, and that's how she could kind of just escape that's, from me and my brother. That's amazing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, so I, I grew up around music, you know, and uh, wanted to be a musician. And I had a guitar, but I just didn't put the time in. You know, you can't just wake up. I figured I could wake up and know how to play it. Yeah, that's like a kid, kid thing. Yeah, yeah. So, the, but the harmonica, uh, my dad's friend gave me a a uh, owner marine band and said if you can play oh susanna if you learn to play oh susanna i'll give you this harmonica <laughs> so i did you know and i uh, got the harmonica and then just kind of carried around it's just one of those instruments you can take with you anywhere that's true and, <laughs> it's much know, easier yeah than a guitar right yeah and i just uh you know played it all the time just you know it, during school uh, or at school during lunch i'd walk around the the track and just by myself and just kind of play the harmonica, you know, uh, kind of as a little escape. And um, because in, in, in school, uh, I played, I was in the marching band and I played the tuba. Oh my God. So that was a way to get away from that thing, you know, which I wish <laughs> not, I still played the tuba. Not a very tuba. Por portable instrument. I think they just needed somebody to carry carry it. Yeah. And the Well, actually they did. They came to my gym class and said, you know, came to PE and they said, we need a volunteer, we'll let you out of PE. And I was a terrible athlete and hated, <laughs> you know, hated sports. So I just raised my hand not knowing what I was getting into. And they took me to the band room and set me at a big sousaphone, you know, the one that wraps around you. And um, just said, make some noise on it. And the guy, the teacher told me how to, you know, just do, you know, oompa stuff. And had the, all the, the charts were written out with the fingerings on the valves, three valves. Okay. So it might be, uh, you know, one and three, one and two, two and three, mm -hmm. one and two. 
And I just kind of read those numbers. Um, and I kind of knew enough to go, you know, to play a bass line. But, um, so, but the, even if the music wasn't precise, they needed somebody out there carrying that tuba yeah. with a wool uniform on. So oh, there was, there was my exercise Texas. right there in Texas. I've been there. Yeah, in my the friend, summer. I've been there, marching band in Texas, yeah. wool uniform. Marching. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's hell. <laughs> I mean, it's just so hot. Yeah. I can't believe you did that. It's like, well, we don't just get out there and do the formations with the tuba. Yeah. Don't worry about playing yeah, necessarily. Yeah, you'll pass out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when I could pick up the harmonica, my, the first epiphany or the the main one was I went to this little club. I was hanging out at this folk club in Dallas called the Rubiot. And Michael Murphy played there, Jerry Jeff Walker, and Ray Wiley Hubbard, mm-hmm. all these, you know, Texas folkies. And there was a guy named Donnie Brooks, who was a harmonica player from Dallas. And when I heard him play, it just blew me away. Wow. He ended up going on to play with uh, Waylon. Oh, cool. About this, a little before I was starting to play with Willie. So he kind of set the uh, set the bar, anyway, for harmonica with uh, country music. Other than, you know, Charlie McCoy. They weren't, I think Charlie was really the only one doing it. Yeah. And Donnie moved to New York and was doing a lot of jingles. But he sat me down. You know, I met him, and I told him I was a big fan and wanted to learn how to play the harmonica. And he sat me down outside this club, the Rubion, and wrote out on a napkin uh, how to play a diatonic scale or just how the notes were laid out on the harmonica. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, draw a hole number one, blow two, three, draw three, four. And, yeah. you know, and that's that's the basics for everything I play. Yeah. You know? So he was a big influence, and that's 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 when I was hooked. Yeah, you know, and I would go to concerts and uh, bring my harmonica with me. And I remember seeing Canned Heat play, and I went home and pulled out the harmonica, and I was able to bend a note or play a blues lick, just accidentally. I just stumbled on this lick I had heard that night. So I'm like, <laughs> wait, during the gig or after the no, gig? no after the gig okay. when I went home and yeah. I thought, oh, that was a lick I heard tonight. And ironically, their big hit was on the road again. Oh, wow. A different on the road again. A different you know? one. Okay. Yeah. Can we do that again? Why is that so awesome? It's just so awesome, right? You must have felt so good when you did yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> wait a minute. There's a pattern here. There's a method to this. Yeah. Magic, you know? Wow. So how long did it take till you had every key? Oh, till I had every key? Yeah, it was a little while. It went until it made use of, I mean, made sense for me to have more than one key. And then I started doing these sessions in uh, Dallas. I met Smokey Montgomery, who ran a studio, Summit Burnett. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the. Um, and I would go there. He'd have me come by after school, and I'd sit in the lobby, and there'd be people doing demos all day long. And, this, and the engineer would go, You need a harmonica player? And then they'd call me in. So I kind of learned to, you know, my way around the studio. By just doing these, you know, sessions for five bucks a song. That's so cool. And did you play a lot of blues stuff? No, I really no. didn't grow up on blues till later. You know, really? Yeah, it was. Well, again, I was I was really influenced by the uh, by the English invasion. Yeah. So uh, you know, Brian Jones and uh, uh, you know played harmonica with the Stones, and there was a guy named uh, Duster Bennett who was like a skiffle band. He, mm-hmm. I mean, he was a one man band. And John Mayall. So my, you know, intro into harmonica really were the uh, were the British bands. And then I got into the folk scene, you know, with the, the Dylan. Dylan's playing and the Neil Young and John Sebastian. Yeah. And then later got into the blues, but I never really had a blues gig, you know. But I became real close with Paul Butterfield, who kind of mentored me for for many years. That's and was cool. a, a close friend. And he's my, you know, my favorite yeah. player, tone-wise and phrasing. Do you have a strict, um, like, no eating before you play harmonica policy? <laughs> no, just brush your teeth. Before. Yeah, right? Like, you have to brush your teeth. No, you have to have something to eat after the show. You yeah, know, so. exactly. That's yeah, no, um, no Do they ever I don't do have that? a, no, I, I don't really, I say I don't drink. I did one time. Um, <laughs> no, but I was never really, um, you know, I, th- I think now I've just got to, I was saying, you got to get some sleep. That's a good yeah. thing to do. But then that, that's not even, uh, that doesn't even happen every day, you know. But yeah. uh, no, I just try to, oh, I listen to Paul Butterfield before I play. There's you do? a song, called, uh, there's an album called The Resurrection of Pig Boy Crabshaw. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'll listen to that just to psych me up before I play. So that's kind of like the only ritual. That Does, I have. Do they ever go out of tune? 
Oh, yeah, they go out of tune all the time. Oh, they do. And you just the wood, to, it's wood and metal, right? It's wood, and there's a little brass reed. And if you can, you can, to tune them, you can file the reed down. Oh. And it shortens the reed, makes it vibrate faster, so it'll go sharp. So you can, you tune them? I don't. You just get a new one. I get a new one. Because <laughs> it's a harmonica. And yeah, you can, yeah, it's a harmonica, and I'm you can find, too it's, lazy. To well, tune. it's probably too hard to take it apart and file it well, all no, down, it, right? Well, no, you can just unbolt it. I mean, it's just little screws. And sometimes, you know, um, this is the comb, the -hmm. body of it. And I have some custom-made combs. So what I'll do sometimes, like they're either out of steel Mm -hmm. or Corian or some kind of a special wood. And you can take them apart and swap the reed plates. The whole plate, the reeds are on a whole plate. So I can take that off and if I like, if I want to keep the comb. Otherwise, they're pretty disposable. Do you go for like a fancy brand? Yeah, I have a, well, well, Honer is the company that I use. I've always played them. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but you can't get attached to it like you could trigger. Yeah. You know, like you could a guitar or something. Because they'll go out of, you know, they do go out of tune. That's crazy. Do you have a bass harmonica? I do have, I didn't bring it though, but it's on stage because we're using it tonight. We're using it? Yeah. That's my favorite when you play that, that bass harmonica. Yeah. I forgot to bring it. So cool. No, it's okay. Um, It kind of, you like harken back to your tuba days when you play it. Yeah, you're right. Do you play? You play guitar though, right? I play a little guitar. I I don't play. You do it with the Willies, right? No, I play piano in the Willies. That that. Oh, with Puss and Boots. You with play Puss guitar. and Boots, I yeah. play guitar. Yeah, I play guitar solos even, but you know they're pretty, pretty uh, squirrely. <laughs> That's funny. I um, you made. Did you never make an album until that album where? Yeah, and that in was 2001 just a, or something. Or? No, it was in like 1988. I think oh, I was oh, in okay. LA, and some guys were just had a real little custom label. Yeah, and we just it was a guy that had a, you know played keyboard a DX7 actually, and we just turned on the tape machine and just made up songs. That's awesome. And then Paul Butterfield came by one night to hang out, and he and I we just turned the mic on, and he and I just riffed off of each other. But so. that's so fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, you wanted to do this version from another album of. Uh, Oh, I did somewhere. Well, I wanted yeah. to do one of yours. Yeah, and then, but somewhere over the rainbow. Oh, somewhere over the rainbow. Yeah. yeah, I did that on the. You uh, did that on an album. Yeah, on the on the hand to mouth one. Did you want to try it? Yeah, let's try that. In B flat again. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fine. Sorry. Here, I'll do a palate cleanser. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so I should play the. Uh, if I only had a brain, mm-hmm. and then it goes into Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Do you want to sing it? or? Uh... I've never sang Somewhere Over the Rainbow, um, not in the at home, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You were asking me yesterday if it's a hard song to sing. Yeah. And I, I thought, oh, I can sing it. It's fine. I know that song like the back of my hand because, you know, everybody grew up on that. I've never sang it. You want to try to sing it? And then yeah, I'll, and I then do I'll play try. the melody afterwards. And then we'll end with uh, If I Only Had a Brain. Okay. And, and I won't sing that one. Okay, yeah, because I just do the, yeah, the little riff I like at the that. end. Let's see. Troubles my life when it drops away upon the chimney. 
played that that was fun that's beautiful <laughs> what a that may make me cry what a deep song man oh, yeah. <laughs> right yeah. isn't it crazy it's like one of those songs that just everybody knows it's so emotional right it's just yeah. the sentiment of that song and the 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 nostalgia that everybody probably has their own personal nostalgia with the movie yeah and i'm just thinking okay while I'm playing this, okay, do I want this at my funeral? Do I want this at my wedding? <laughs> exactly. Do I want this, you know? Yeah. Where do you want it? <laughs> yeah. God, it's just one of those songs. It's just so spiritual and just so beautiful. Yes, it is spiritual. It's, it's almost like a gospel song. These are not chromatic har harmonicas. No, they're not. So some of the notes you have to... You have to bend, have to bend the note. Yeah. Do you play chromatic harmonica? Very little. Yeah, it's a whole other thing, right? Yeah, it's a whole other instrument. Oh wow! So with you actually have to know music. <laughs> you you have know to be music. a music. You have to know a musician. You have to be a mu musician to play them. It's more no, precise. I have, th these are all are mostly by ear. Okay. You know, so if I can hear a melody, I can play it. Yeah. A chromatic, you can play anything. Really? You know, especially if you're a reader. Yeah. It, on the chromatic, there's like a little. Is there a? Do they just have every note actually? Well, or you is have there a, a little like like, lever? like like the blow. The the first whole blow. Is a C. You put this, push the button in. It's a C sharp. So there's a button to yeah. change the note. Okay. Raises it a half step. Man, 
That's so fun. if you knew all your scales, you could play anything. On the I guess so. I wouldn't have to carry 30, 40 harmonicas. Yeah, but 30, 40 harmonicas fits in a tiny little yeah. <laughs> satchel. And the chromatic, you don't really bend notes so easily on, yeah. the, on the chromatic. Yeah. Well, forget that. <laughs> <laughs> so you've lived 50 years on the road, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. You know. How many dates a year do you guys usually do? We I used mean, to do I, about 100. We're doing 60 this year. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and then there's days off, too. So, it, I mean, it used to, Willie used to go out, maybe in the 80s, uh, we'd go out 10 weeks at a time. Sometime. 10 weeks straight? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's not so much fun anymore, for me anyway. Yeah. I'm over it. Well, that's a long time to be out there. Yeah. Yeah. For anybody. For anybody. Yeah. But in the 80s. Yeah, was, we were young and dumb. and It was fun you know. and... and that's a lot, though. Yeah. I mean, the bands lasted longer, too, than everybody's family. I mean, it's got to be hard on a family. Yeah. And kids. I never had kids, and I think I was just selfish enough to uh, to keep the music career going. You know, I just didn't want to leave. I can't imagine leaving, you know, kids at home. Yeah. So, I don't think it means you're my selfish. My imaginary kids. Doesn't you know? mean you're selfish, but, <laughs> you're <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It must have, it's, it's, a, it's a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, you get home and your kid's going, who are you, you know? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, this week I'm gone one week and I feel horrible. <laughs> but it's crazy. Yeah, but they, then they get to see to travel on the bus with you and yeah, and see that's fun. The world, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Willie took his kids. We went to Australia uh, with the highwaymen, and everybody brought their kids. Everybody. Chris brought all his kids, yeah. and Willie brought his kids. Um, you know, Micah and uh, and Lucas. Yeah. And I remember, I can't remember if it's Jody or which one of Christopherson's kids. When we got to the airport in Sydney, he was, uh, I got off the plane and there was his kid just screaming and crying and stuff. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? And Chris says, well, he, he, he we promised him, he, we were at the bottom of the world and he thought he'd be upside down, Aww. walking around upside down. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. First big disappointment for that kid. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I took my kids all over the world when they were really little, and um, they don't remember any of it. <laughs> they remember, you know, hotel rooms and the bus, but they don't remember going to Japan or because they were just just young enough to where they don't really remember it. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, oh my gosh! But you grew up in Dallas. I grew right? up in Dallas. Yeah, I grew up in. Um, I was born in New York, but moved to Dallas when I was four. And then we moved to Grapevine. We lived in Grapevine for about oh, really? five or six years. And then I moved to Dallas for high school because I went to the performing arts high school mm -hmm. in downtown. And who was at school with you then that that came out of that? Did Erica Badu? She did come out of there, but she was older than me. So I didn't go to school with her, but um, she was like our hero. And Roy Hargrove went to my school, oh. again, older. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it was a really... Did oh, he just pass? Yeah, he, yeah. he passed away a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, too, way too young. And actually, Edie Brickell went to my school, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. But she went to a, another, also a high school that, I, that was kind of the, the high school next uh, high school over from me. I went to Hillcrest, and oh, she yeah. went to Lake Islands. Okay, cool. Dallas. That's great. Your accent always reminds me of family, too. Oh, really? Well, yeah, because it's like, I feel like that Dallas accent is very particular People think of Texas as having a southern accent, but it's a different mm -hmm. it's a different thing. So. My family, my dad was German, a German refugee, okay. so he had a heavy, heavy German accent. Really? Yeah, which I never spoke any German, but uh, and then my mom was from New Orleans. Ah, well, so she might have had a southern drawl. That's bit. a good mix. Yeah. Yeah. Very musical. I mean, New Orleans, there's so much music. Totally. There. And then my mom playing, I, I'll never get it. I mean, Rhapsody in Blue is such it's a, so do you beautiful. play it? I mean, I can fake like one part. Yeah. No, I can't play. I can't play. I, I can't play like it. that, but. Nope, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we play another song? Yeah. Yeah. What, what do we, what do you want? Oh, let's do uh which I was stumbling through your stuff, uh, uh, Stumble on My Way. I know. When you suggested that, I had to Google if there was another song called Stumble on My Way that I didn't know because I couldn't believe that you oh, were talking was, about oh, my no. song. Yeah, I love this one. I love that. That's so sweet. Let me guess. B flat. Yep. We can do it and see if you want. 
No, B flat's perfect. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I've already got there's that that seventh that I like you. Oh like. yeah, that's right. So you know where the steel player steel comes in, kind of a- after it says I'll kiss the dawn mm-hmm. of the day, and then I'll stumble on my way. I want to play a whole solo on that because I just love that melody. Okay. Um, let me just make sure I have where to not play. Oh, just play anywhere, and then we'll just fake it. Okay. Just look at yeah, me. Yeah, we don't want to know what we're doing. We don't really want to know what we're doing. Yeah. Will you look at me if I'm if I'm supposed to come back in? Oh, okay. Yeah, because this is a weird song. It's I mean, kind this of is, a weird song. Yeah, you don't know when a verse ends. No, and, and uh, I've actually never done it live. Oh, well. I mean, I did it once for this live stream thing, but I, I don't usually play this live. Well, just come in when I've been playing too much. That's a good point. <laughs> you know, we were playing one time with, because when you're in, playing with, like with Willie or whatever, in, in the kind of music we do, you take a verse. I mean, yeah. a soloist takes a verse. So I was playing with Witten Marsalis, and they kept playing. You know, you'd t- play <laughs> yes. three or four verses, and he said, you know, or I'd play a verse and then pass it to the next guy who wasn't playing yet. Yeah. And Witten would go, go do another. It's yeah, like, he another? wants you to keep going and keep going. Yeah, it's like I wasn't trained that way. To... I know, it's a different thing. Yeah. I, I come from the jazz world where I'm used to people doing that, but yeah, I don't have enough vocabulary to keep going i like to keep it short and sim- mm-hmm. simple was that the two, oh that's one you did with in the blues yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing that i did yeah that was you, so much yeah fun. that was the ray charles songs right yeah god that and was when fun. we would just riff or just play the solos yeah we- i remember i the piano player was so good but i was so jealous because i was like i wanted to play the piano so bad on all those ray charles songs that was fun there's video of that online mm-hmm this is one of my favorite songs, my uh, favorite new song. You're songs, so nice. So. I appreciate that. Above the clouds, I found a place where I can be without a trace.
Sometime. No way. Way. No way. No way. You you got to come. I've I gotta, told you we have to do the European tour. We you know? should for sure. I got a great band right now, and it would be so fun. Yeah, I love that steel player too. Oh yeah, Dan. He's Dan Aid. He's on tour with me this summer. Well, are you using what's the drummer's name? That's Brian same? Blade. You, oh, you using Brian? Yeah. Oh wow, I've never played with him. Oh, he's he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I saw your the podcast with him. Oh great. yeah, that yeah, was the, fun. He's an incredible singer. So it, it was fun. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah, fun. I definitely want to come and play. You should. Good. And now, now we've got it on tape. We so. got, well, anytime. I mean, I've known you for 20 years. <laughs> come on. Well, I, you know, I didn't want to push myself. And, you know. Anytime. Anytime. We'll do this song and many yeah, others. This. Well, this was so fun. Yeah, for me too. This is great. And it's 9.30 in the morning. Or it was. <laughs> what time is it? It's like 10.30 in the morning. <laughs> That's pretty good for you to get up for one and then to be able to sing at this time of day too. I feel like singing early is not so hard. It it kind of is dusty in a, in the nighttime way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Should we do one song to take us out? Yeah, yeah. Playing music is so fun. It is fun, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, I printed out, I, I brought my guitar in case you wanted to do like, so Lonesome I Could Cry, or we could do um, that blues song. Um, oh, come on, the, the Robert Johnson yeah, song? Yeah, the Robert Johnson Yeah, song. let's try that. Yeah, I haven't ever played that. that. I've actually never played it either, but... With uh, Delaney and Bonnie. I didn't know that version. And is that, um? it's like, it's so But it did, it's just a, I listened to the Robert Johnson one too. So oh, well, it. I grew up on that one for sure. Mm-hmm. But I like the fa- the the groove kind of faster. Like okay, that. we can do whatever. Yeah. You want B flat? No. Let's do another key. Let's switch it up. It really doesn't matter. I mean, that's actually a good key. You know what's a bad key for the harmonica is D. Oh, yeah? Because I need a G harmonica, and it's really low, and it doesn't. Ah, interesting. I mean, it's not a bad key. It just doesn't. It's not as fluid. It doesn't cut as much. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I never get to play the um, E-flat harmonica, which is in B-flat. Is that what you want to do? Yeah, yeah, let's stay, stay in that key. <laughs> We're just going to keep this whole podcast. This whole episode is just going to be in mm-hmm. B flat. Just B flat. All right, yeah. one more palette cleanser. Now we're back. I'm going to let you sort of like do more of the rhythmic stuff. And okay. Then, and well, then I'll, just... I'll come in on it, but. Maybe you start it. I don't remember how to how that. I don't know. Maybe you just. It'd be just cool if you started it. I feel like. Okay, come on in my kitchen. Is that the one? Yeah. Some joker got lucky, stole him back again. You better come on in my kitchen, cause it's going to be raining outdoors. the last nickel from my nation's sack You better come on in my kitchen Cause it's going to be raining outdoors 
throws me down I look for my good friend None can be found Better come on in my kitchen Cause it's gone to be You, when you're playing, you're not playing a, a straight rhythm. That there's these missing beats that you feel the beat anyway, but it's <laughs> it's just so cool. I know? wasn't sure what to do, and then when I started playing, I thought, oh no, I shouldn't play at all because you were doing the rhythm. So then I started trying to do like just some weird high stuff. No, I, I was thinking, God, you've been practicing this forever. You must have just like <laughs> nope. <laughs> I tried to practice this because we talked about doing it. Mm -hmm. And I realized it's not the kind of song to really, I, I couldn't really figure out how to practice it. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I like practicing like that. I mean, learn doing stuff spontaneous. You but know? that's how I, that's how I've always been. I'm much better that way. Mm -hmm. And I, I like that. Well, that's kind of like the fly by the seat of your pants when I sang with Willie and, yeah. you know. I think that's the best way. Yeah, because I think over, do, you know, over rehearsing and stuff. I mean, I usually my best take if I'm in the studio is the first. It's the first, right? Yeah. I know. Me too. And then I keep trying to get back to that. <laughs> I know. The more me I too. play it, the further I get away from it. It's well. That's why. That's why. Like redheaded stranger is so amazing because yeah. it's. It's not overthought. Mm -hmm. It's it's. Or overplayed. I mean, there's so overplayed. much space on that. So much know? space, and I mean, the concept is thought but the the playing is just mm -hmm. it comes out of you and that's that's the best and he hit this stack of napkins he that's amazing <laughs> yeah in front of him yeah <laughs> i had to um i mean i've known this song forever but i had to google nation sack who's that the lyric in this song oh uh i took the last nickel from her nation sack i had to google it oh, what was that it's like an old-timey thing it's like a purse it's like a little satchel mm -hmm. that you put your coins and stuff in, but you, women, I guess, used to have them around their waist under their skirt. Ah. This is what the internet told me, mm -hmm. so I could be wrong. Well, then it must be right. It must be right. And then and then it said that, and then prostitutes started using them because the jingling would attract customers. Uh, so I had, to, I had to Google that word and then decide how I was going to sing that line. So, a good name for a band. <laughs> Nation Sack? Yeah. I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> Well, anyway, I love you so much. Oh, this is—I love you too, and this is this has been fun. We really—I mean, I've known you for so long, and I we've know. never really sat and and played. No, like this, you know, they've been trying to keep us apart. That's what it is, you know. <laughs> Willie, heck yeah, <laughs> man, yeah. I mean, I'm just—you mean a lot to me, and musically, you mean a lot to me, even before I met you, and being friends for 20 years and feeling like I'm part of that, that we're like family, you mm -hmm. know, even though we don't see each other, sometimes it feels really special to me. Yeah. Our, I mean, I could not talk to you for a year and then pick up on the conversation. We're just talking know? about love and, and sleep and everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's, I don't know, it's special. You're spe very special to me. So I love thank you very you. much. Thanks for being my friend. Uh, thank you. Mickey. My pleasure. An honor. It's cry. a pleasure and a privilege. <laughs> I'm just playing along with you. Oh, oh yeah. He's such a sweetheart. He's the best. 
musically and conversationally. Yeah, he's just a... He's family. He's like a warm hug. Is that weird to say? <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> he's the best. Thanks, Mickey, for joining us. And thank you for joining us and listening along. You're just listening along with me. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, like and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. <laughs> if you're wondering what songs we played in this episode, the first song was called Nightlife by Willie Nelson. It's a song from 1960. Second song is Help Me Make It Through the Night, written by Chris Christopherson in 1970. The third song was Over the Rainbow and If I Only Had a Brain both from the 1939 film, The Wizard of Oz. Songs were written by Harold Arlen and lyrics by Yip Harburg. The fourth song was a request of Mickey's and it is my song called Stumble On My Way from the Pick Me Up Off The Floor album. The fifth song we did was the old blues song by Robert Johnson called Come On In My Kitchen from the 1930s. This session was recorded at Nightbird Recording Studios in Los Angeles, engineered by Colton Lakey and assisted by Luis Sanchez Navarro, mixed by Jamie Landry, edited by Sarah Oda, additional engineering by Greg Tobler and Matt Marinelli, artwork by Eliza Fry, photography by Shervin Lanez, produced by Nora Jones and Sarah Oda. <laughs> <laughs>